Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AG Chase Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that continues to celebrate every single day the people who make Coast of Mississippi, and Mississippi for that matter, a great place to live, work, and play. Well, it's Friday, and this is the day we always have Jeff Duncan, so we'll bring Jeff right into the conversation. Jeff is with NOLA.com and the Times-Picayune, old friend, just a regular here. He's been on Coast View for a couple of years now, and uh, I've really been looking forward to uh, chatting with you today because we have a new head coach and all of that. So welcome welcome back, my buddy. Thanks, uh, Ricky. It's been a been a busy week, but uh, we all kind of saw this day coming. Uh, once Sean Payton stepped down, it was uh, pretty evident who was going to be the next head coach of the Saints. Hey, so before we get to Dennis Allen and your column and all your observations, the conversations going on behind the scenes, the fact that you had pretty much nailed who the next head coach was going to be, um, I want to talk just a second about your team. And what's interesting is, Jeff Jeff comes on our show every Friday, but there's no we have no formal relationship. He does I'm not required to market Noah.com or the Times Picayune. None of that. He's a friend who wants to speak to this audience because he understands the importance of the entire Gulf South, particularly coastal Mississippi, as it relates to uh, the same Saints fan base. And um, and and that's important to him, and he said that, and he he's even talked about maybe buying a home here at some point, but um, but I want to focus for just a second. You know, we had when you were at the Atlantic, what it, what the Atlantic uh, had, uh, excuse me, the Atlantic. I say Atlantic, but I mean the Athletic. Right. When you were at the Athletic, um, what uh, what they had built was this incredible machine that if you like national news, uh, sports news, that this the way they were building this capacity across all these med- major metros was one that would be great for a sports fan who likes you know, the national scene. Okay, so because you can get one like like ESPN, but in this case, you would be getting the athletic. You could get it and you could talk to, you know, you could read about what's happening all across the United States. Incidentally, the athletic recently na- announced uh, a purchase by the New York Times, and that's going to be interesting to see how seamless that that um, acquisition is for them. But but if you enjoy local Sports. If you want to, if you want to, if you're a Saints fan and you want to, if you want to read what's happening with the Saints by a very, very strong team, second to none in this region as it relates to the the Saints, you got it. You got to read Nola.com and the Times Picayune. And what you said to me after you left the Athletic that for, from a national scale point of view, what a machine they had built. But it was a it was a subscription based model. Nola.com and Times Picayune also is, but it's just it's just uh, when you compare the teams, there's just no comparison between what Nola.com and the Times Picayune does versus the Athletic when it comes to comes to Saints coverage. And when you look at the number of, of people who come to Nola.com and the Times Picayune, the the numbers are dramatic. They've always been dramatic. And for Jeff Duncan to have a very significant voice in this region, you really did need to come back to Nola.com and the Times Picayune. I'm glad you came back. But you have an incredible team there, don't you? Yeah, I tell you, it's uh, we had like five people at Dennis Allen's press conference on Tuesday, two photographers. So 
you just you know ricky i mean the the power of numbers we can just throw bodies at these stories that no one else can and blanket the coverage and we we know the market better than anybody we've been ingrained here for decades we understand how important the new orleans saints are dennis allen talked about that in his tuesday press conference uh it's a unique situation it's i've compared it a lot to sort of a friday night lights kind of the small town Texas following of a pro football team. You just don't see that, uh, that passion uh, very often. So we're going to cover the Saints wall to wall. And uh, we understand that it's more than just a football team in this community. So let me encourage you, if you haven't signed up for the Saints newsletter, because here's the thing, the NOLA.com, Times-Picayune Saints newsletter, that the turn of events from this point forward till we get to the season. It's going to be incredibly dynamic as as Dennis Allen builds his team, you know, puts people in the places that he believes will represent his his personality and represent what he believes is going to be the best representation of a team for this for this for this region. It's going to be dynamic and you know he's going to he's going to look for a quarterback um, as Jeff describes in his column and we'll get there in just a second. The Saints are in the sea of of uh uh, what, how did you say it, Jeff? Have nots. They're among the have nots. The sea of have nots, as it relates to quarterback. That's going to be an interesting and dynamic move. We've got a lot of salary cap issues, but this is what you need to do. And I also encourage you to to go to uh, the NOLA.com Saints Facebook page. Great way to have access to a lot of content. Uh, I would say most of that content there is free. So I would uh, really encourage you to to really consider uh, liking those pages and uh, and subscribing to the to the uh, newsletter. I think you'll be glad you did. Hey, let me just okay. say something real quick, Mick, Ricky, yeah. about that newsletter for people that might not be familiar with it. Uh, for the subscribers on that newsletter, we put a lot of like little tidbits and information in there that might not make the cut of getting into the daily news product. So things that you might, if you're really into the Saints, uh, I would highly recommend subscribing because, for instance, this week I had all kinds of news in there about what I'm hearing about the coaching staff, some moves, comings and goings. There's just a lot of inside info that we keep in that forum that we don't necessarily publish in the TimesPicayuneOrNola.com because it might not meet quite the standard that we have for publishing, but it's stuff that we're hearing uh, through the grapevine. It's good stuff. I like the way you guys, the, that the, the writers and columnists share the responsibility for the newsletter. So one day it might be you, and one day it might be Amy, and the next day someone else. Uh, sharing sort of what is a summary on the newsletter of what's in the news and with hot links to each of those stories. It's, yeah. it's really well done. And I can't imagine that anyone could even come close to competing with the force that you guys have around the New Orleans Saints. And, man, it's going to be dynamic from this point forward, isn't it? Yeah, there's just all kinds of news now. When you have a new coach, this is the first time in 16 years, Ricky. I mean, and I thought Dennis Allen was really impressive at his introductory press conference. Much more dynamic, uh, personable, uh, showed uh, confidence. Uh, uh, things that we hadn't seen. Uh, he's always been confident, but he hadn't been that outgoing uh, in his role as defensive coordinator. So I was uh, impressed with uh, his vision for taking this uh, position forward and trying to build on what Sean Payton has already built here in New Orleans. 
I watched the whole the whole conference, and um, I mean, he I agree with you. He was incredible. First of all, he's dapper. I mean, he had, you know, came came in there with that suit on and yeah. that gold tie and his little uh, handkerchief in his pocket. And he just looked so sharp. I thought you know, starting at the beginning of the news conference, I just thought that uh, Mrs. B handled it so wonderfully. You know, her words were terrific, and and then of course Mickey. Mickey is so grounded in his in his job, and as you and I have discussed before, you're very close to him. I had the opportunity to get to know him when I was in New Orleans. Um, you know what you see with Mickey Loomis is what you get. He's he's not a guy with a big big ego, and I think to some extent that permeates throughout the the coaching staff and the assistants that are part of this discussion. But they continued all three of them, Mrs. B, Mickey Loomis, and Dennis Allen, continued to thank all of the people who were part of the team that was part of the selection process, they had it together. They really were very thoughtful about their comments, but, but the process they put in place put them in a position to be confident because they could look back and know that each of those, uh, each of those coach prospects had a real chance to, to knock them over. It was a high bar because of Dennis Allen, but they had an opportunity, didn't they? Yeah. And I think the, uh, that, that infrastructure you're talking about, the leadership uh, among the, the brain trust of the New Orleans Saints with Jeff Ireland as assistant general manager, Kai Harley, uh, this young guy, Mike Parrington, who's the director of player personnel, pro personnel, very impressive guy, 36 years old. I, I think he's going places for sure. Uh, that infrastructure is a credit to Gail Benson, Mickey Loomis, Sean Payton, and that is why I think it gives Dennis Allen a much better chance to succeed than he did have in Oakland, especially at that time when he was leading the Raiders and had just a miserable experience there. He was 8-28. and 28. I know a lot of people have criticized him uh, and criticized the Saints for hiring him with that record, but that was a different experience that he's going to have here in New Orleans. This roster is much better shape, and he's got better support. And, and I think you're right. I think that's a good observation. I thought Gail Benson was was great in her speech. Uh, she said she was really nervous. She didn't really act like it to me. And I think Mickey Loomis, you see his personality. We know his personality. I can see how Dennis Allen and he will have a good working relationship. There's a good fit there, personality-wise. So dynamic the events will be from this point forward as Dennis Allen puts his fingerprint on this team. His words were incredible. He believes in team. He understands the player. He says no individual is bigger than the team. And, you know, certainly we have seen that from Sean Payton as well. But the, the reality is that Dennis Allen's going to put his fingerprint on this team. He's going to put his personality on this team. And he understands that. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk more about that with Jeff Duncan. See you after this break. Subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
We're talking about Dennis Allen, the new head coach of the New Orleans Saints, with Jeff Duncan, uh, the uh, the writer and columnist for NOLA.com and the Times-Picayune. He's on the NFL Hall of Fame Selection Committee. He is, uh, has been awarded so many awards. We take the rest of the show to talk about it. He's written three books about the Saints. He's the man. So Dennis Allen said this. It's, it's about team, and no individual is bigger than the team. No coach is bigger than the team. And I think the best leaders have a humble heart, and I'm going to, and, and I'm going to be me. That's the only thing I know how to be. When, we watch me, when, you, when you watch me be coach out there, it's firm, it's demand, demanding, it's energetic. He came across, as, like you said, very confident. And when asked about the Oakland position, and and the situation there, he he just and we all know this because you said it over and over again, and this is what everyone says for the most part. The situation is so different now in New Orleans, as you pointed out, it's got such a great supporting staff. But man, they got some tough decisions to make. They've got uh, they've got key positions, including as you pointed out in your in your column, an offensive coordinator probably to hire. Uh, and people wonder, well, what's going to happen to Pete Carmichael? So let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, I think Pete Carmichael has let Dennis Allen and Mickey Loomis know that uh, he prefers to kind of take a step back. Uh, he wants to still be involved, and I think he still will be heavily involved in the game planning, uh, but he prefers kind of a lower-profile position. I, and I understand that, Ricky. I mean, Pete's been on the staff for 16 years. His family's been raised here. His kids all grew up here. And I think he wants to maintain that security and stability uh, without – being on the chopping block as the offensive coordinator uh, with Sean Payton not there anymore. I mean, you got to remember, Sean Payton was always somewhat of a deflector shield for whoever was offensive coordinator because he was really the offensive coordinator. So I think it makes sense to me knowing Pete, you know, he's established here. He's got a rare situation where he can maintain some stability in the market that they've grown to love, he and his family. So he'll be still involved, but he's not going to be the coordinator. And the Saints have... Uh, they're targeting a couple of guys. I don't know if they're going to be the coordinator or not, but Doug Marone, former head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars and Buffalo Bills, was on Peyton's staff, or his original staff in 2006, as the offense coordinator and offensive line coach. They're targeting him and John Morton, who also was on the Peyton staff in the mid-2000s as the receivers coach and has been an offensive coordinator at Southern California and with the New York Jets. So two veteran former Peyton acolytes who uh, are going to be, I think, brought in to add some experience and familiarity with the Peyton system to the offense. And, and what that tells you is still, <laughs> you know, and of course, this this goes without saying with the Dennis Allen hire, and although he's going to put his fingerprints on it, they don't want to blow it up. They don't, they want to keep the scheme they're familiar with and they, and they're fine with someone putting their fingerprints on it, but they're not wanting to start over. Are they? No, I think, I think it, it speaks to uh, the stability and, and the culture uh, of the saints organization. As Dennis Allen said, you know, this isn't a broken job. I mean, this culture has been established here. And it's a winning culture. Uh, they've won more games than any other, any team in the league, except the Kansas city chiefs the last five years. So they need to maintain what they have and build on it, not uh, blow it up. They don't need a roster overhaul. This this roster's got talent on both sides of the ball. So they just need to kind of continue on with what they have, make some tweaks. Uh, and so I think the offensive side of the ball is where we're going to see most 
of the changes on the on the coaching staff. I think we'll see a few tweaks to the defensive side of the ball, but that's Dennis Allen's baby. He said he's going to continue to call the defensive plays as the head coach. That was to be expected. He's done that uh, for several years. Uh, so whoever they name as defensive coordinator will be similar to the role Pete Carmichael had as offensive coordinator. He's not going to call the plays, but he'll have the title. Yeah, that guy's in place probably, isn't he? Well, they've got a couple of guys on the staff that they'll consider. Chris Richard, the defensive backs coach, who's been the defense coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks, so he has experience. And also Ryan Nielsen, the defensive line coach, who's very well regarded, uh, is also under consideration. So as we've talked about before, there's going to be salary cap issues. The Saints are going to have to do some whittling, and they're going to have to uh, get really active in free agency. And they've got, I'm assuming they'll, they sort of understood going into this year what some of their priorities are going to be. But um, you think under Dennis Allen, some of those priorities change? Uh, that's too soon to say. I don't know. You know, he, he kind of danced, danced around the roster questions on Tuesday because he, he'd just been in the job for 24 hours, you know. Uh, he's got a lot of decisions to make. And, and, but he did say the quarterback decision is going to be the most important decision they make. And I don't think they're anywhere near making a final call on that. That'll be what the next few weeks are about. His first order of business, fill out the staff, get the staff in place, and then collectively and collaboratively uh, make a decision on the quarterback. What I like about what at least this came across at the press conference, one of his family was there, his wife and his two kids. Um, he's not a big party or a big party goer. You know, he went home to, as you pointed out, to be with his family. And um, he's very grounded, isn't he? I mean, if we, we don't we don't have this big egomaniac coach now. We got a guy who's a monomaniac and uh, who seems to have good balance in his life, but he's very focused on being the best head coach he can be and not trying to be, you know, some kind of celebrity. Yeah, look, he's from East Texas, kind of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. His father, Grady Allen, passed away in 2012, but he was a former NFL player. He played linebacker for the Atlanta Falcons for five years, kind of a backup special teamers kind of guy, but an overachiever, uh, played, starred at Texas A&M, uh, during their heydays. So Dennis Allen was brought up in a football family. Football is very important to him. He's always kind of been a, a lifer who wanted to coach, wasn't good enough as a player to make it at the highest level, and immediately dove into coaching. So this guy's a, a coaching lifer. Uh, it's what he eats, drinks, and sleeps about. And he's not going to be like – Sean was more of a, you know – get out, party a little bit. I mean, he had that kind of extroverted personality. Uh, he lived hard, worked hard, and played hard, you know. And I don't think that's going to be Dennis Allen. He's going to be different. And, and he stressed over and over. It's going to be himself. And I think that's one of the things that maybe he learned from the Raiders' failure. I think maybe he was trying to channel too much of Sean Payton into that job. And I think he's going to be a different coach here in New Orleans than he was in, in Oakland. Well, you know, maturity, experience, it always has a way of shaping people. Okay, let's shift gears slightly. Uh, not that we won't come back to this topic. Uh, Alvin Kamara, wow, what's the situation? Yeah, well, I haven't had any updates lately, but it's not good. It's not good at all. I mean, I think he's, uh, no matter what happens with uh, his case, 
I think he's staring at a multi-game suspension. Uh, obviously, it's very disappointing, uncharacteristic of Alvin Kamara to be involved in something off the field. It's really the first time anything's happened with him in his career. Uh, and it's unfortunate. He had security with him. That's what your security is there for, Ricky, is to avoid those kind of situations. Uh, but because there's video surveillance evidence uh, that is a, working against him in this case, I think the best hope he's got is if the charges get dropped somehow. And that's, uh, you know, unlikely, I would think. But it won't matter. Even if the charges are dropped, uh, the NFL is probably going to come in with a heavy hand uh, uh, as far as discipline is concerned. And I think he could miss up to six games next season if, if this thing plays itself out. Unless they're able to show that he was, it was, you know, def- he was just defending himself in some way. But what he did, what he's charged of doing in Las Vegas is uh, includes bodily harm, and it could be a felony. And it's a serious situation. What happened, Jeff? Best you can tell. Well, according to like the the report, it sounds like there was an altercation as he and his group were waiting for an elevator at a at a Las Vegas nightclub. And uh, another gentleman kind of got into an altercation with him. Somebody in Camara's group punched this person. They went to the ground, and video surveillance uh, shows Alvin Camara uh, hitting him, I think it said, eight times while he was on the ground. And then other members of Camara's group stomping this guy while he was on the ground. It's not good, Ricky. It's not good at all. There's a video of it. So uh, it's not going to be he said, she said when there's video. Uh, this is, I think we're looking at a pretty cut and dried case, even if it gets dropped, even if the victim decides, you know, I don't want to press this charge, the NFL will still weigh in because it's, uh, you know, it's a violation of the personal conduct policy. There's precedent for this, and it's, it's not good for the player. Uh, you know... <laughs> When will we ever go into a season without one of our stars on some sort of probation? That's that's going to be the the big the big question. But you know, Alvin Kamara, and we're coming to the end of our time together, Jeff. But Alvin Kamara, as you pointed out, is out of character for him. This is the guy who's incredibly intellectually smart, and it's kind of stayed out of those situations as as this young uh, professional football player. And somehow he got sucked into it. Why don't we have the pro ball, for goodness sakes? Good Lord. Anyway, Jeff, have a great day, my friend. A lot of people didn't want the pro ball in Las Vegas. (laughs) I can tell you Ah, Right. Right. I get it. I get it. I get it. When we come back, we'll continue our conversations. We'll see you after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. A Supertalk Mississippi media production.